Welcome to a dopamine kit. Yes, another ADHD podcast. We're your hosts, Sparky and Shell. Join us each week and we can hyper-focus together on all things ADHD. This is our journey to diagnosis, the challenges, frustrations and humour that come when living with ADHD as adults. Let the interrupting begin! and welcome to episode 90 of a dopamine kick today we're going to be talking about adhd and seasonal affective disorder i can't believe we're on episode 90 it just feels like 90 is that 90 weeks well it would be 90 weeks but i think we missed last week's episode sorry guys (laughs) it's nearly 90 weeks because we started with a few extra and we've missed two so yeah it's nearly 90 weeks which means we're, we're almost at 100 episodes Wow. That's insane. I never thought we'd get to that. A hundred episodes with you. (laughs) With you, yeah. I've not managed to replace you yet. (laughs) Damn it. Damn it. Maybe you should replace me with Jamie. Actually, do you know what? I think that at some point in the future, we should have an episode of just you and Jamie talking because it's just so funny listening to you two argue. We just yeah. bicker. We just bicker for an hour. And then we'd be like, oh shit, maybe we should turn the microphones on. <laughs> and I really want to get, I can't even say the word. I, there's two words that I can't say and it's neuro, neurodivergent. Yeah, which is funny. And again, another funny one. Elocution. Elocution lessons. Um, (laughs) Because I want to speak differently. I was listening to my voice the other day. I've said this from day one, episode one. And I just need to change. I say too many things over and over again. I say like. I say... I'm bad with the like. Yeah. Yeah, like this, like that. So I just want to apologise to anybody listening. I'm really, really sorry. I don't even realise I'm doing it. And another one that I say is, do you know what I mean? Do you know oh, what I that's mean? a brummy thing, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's so awful. I hate what it. What it is, yeah. I hate it. What it is, yeah. <laughs> what it is, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, thank you very much for listening. Um, we do really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. We said last week um, that if you would like to subscribe to the podcast or donate to us, you are welcome to do that. It's about the price of a coffee for a monthly subscription. So if you really want to support the show, then that's how you can do it because we really want to keep doing this. And I know, you know, we're saying we're not going to do it. We haven't got any plans to not do it, obviously, but there is costs involved in running a podcast. So we'd really, really appreciate it. Okay, so getting on to today's topic, we are going to be talking about seasonal affective disorder, which is something that um, you have, don't you, Sparky? Oh, (laughs) I thought you were saying Um, then, there's something that the listeners have, which is something (laughs) you have. (laughs) (laughs) No, you, Sparky. (laughs) Yes. Um, And I I think I probably have, but have never been diagnosed. Yeah. Yeah. so I guess let's start. So this is an in, an, a totally new one because Sparky knows way more about this than I do. He's like tried things to make it better. Um, so yeah, this is going to be more of a, a me me grilling you. Oh, so God. first of all, let's kick us off. Tell us what it is. So seasonal affective disorder is a type of depression really that occurs seasonally. Usually happens uh, when the days get darker. So the winter months the fall if you're from America, all of our American listeners there. Um, it's when there's there's less natural sunlight, so the days get shorter. We don't see uh, the daylight in the morning if you if you go to work and you work long hours, and then you don't see it in the evening. So typically, 
the light changes your energy so you can have like low mood increased sleeping and you can get feelings of sadness being overwhelmed it's just basically changes with the seasons in the summer I'm a bit of a different person I'm happy I'm able to be a bit I'm, I'm a bit more motivated I'm able to do things as as though as in go for walks and I feel a little bit lighter I feel a bit better about the world and then the winter months come and it's so much, it's like the winter blues isn't it shell and you just feel mm. like you're just a bit demotivated and Can't be bothered uh, to do anything. less bothered about anything and it's like mm, everything's doom and gloom and then you'll speak to people and they'll say oh i love a good rainy day and you're like are you taking the piss like honestly <laughs> i can be- <laughs> I can barely get myself out of so bed. So that, that's basically what uh, seasonal affective disorder is, SAD for short. Now, it is a separate condition than ADHD, but most, not most, sorry, going to use that term differently. There are a lot of people that have ADHD that have uh, SADS as well, because it can be, it's very common for it to be co-occurring, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's a really big link. Yeah, yeah. So we thought we'd talk about it for for those two reasons, really. Firstly, summer is ending. If you're living in the UK, you're probably saying, what summer? Because <laughs> <laughs> we've had a pretty miserable year. Um, but any chance of a good day is about to disappear for another six months. Um, and also, yeah, there's a really high um, crossover with ADHD. So probably this is something that a lot of you suffer with as well. And potentially like me, you didn't really know that it was a, a thing, didn't really notice that it was a thing. I only realised that I might have it from talking to Sparky. Oh, really? Over the years. Yeah, from talking to you over the years and like having almost like for like moods with you. Yeah, like for, <laughs> it, it's so funny because we're both similar in that way. When it's winter, it's like, it's like, ah, see what, I'm, see what I mean? Yeah, all about the light. When it's winter... Well, I'm talking from the past. We we speak to each other a lot more now because of the podcast. Um, but in the winter, there was times where we just probably didn't talk for the whole winter. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's a sign. It's a sign of being demotivated, not speaking to people, kind of shutting yourself away, doing what you need to. You're going home, it's dark. It just feels different. It really does feel different for me anyway. And I absolutely hate it. I don't mind the winter. Like It's not because... I don't like the look of it. I like the snow. Um, the trees can look all dark and gloomy. And it's just it's just the fact that there's nothing going on. Everything feels cold. It's The, the cold gets to me so much. I hate being cold. And yeah. then it's dark. And even now, like in the summer, when it starts getting dark, I still, I f- still feel a bit like, oh, God. I don't know if it's a time thing as well, because I feel like I've lost the time. It's dark. I've lost the time. Like, where did the day go? Yeah. And I start I, thinking a bit like, Ugh. I definitely get more done in the evenings in the summer. Like, in the winter, I, I feel like I do sleep a lot more, go to bed earlier, do a lot more, like, indoorsy stuff because it feels like it's it's too dark and too late to be outside. Whereas in the summer, yeah. like, it doesn't feel that weird to be like, outside at 10 o'clock, whereas I'd never be. You ne- yeah. Really out. I'd never be outside at 10. <laughs> <laughs> and also it feels weird 
being outside in the winter because it's so cold. That's what I thought that... it was for years because I really feel the cold really, really badly. I really don't like to be cold. Even when everybody else is a perfectly normal temperature, I've usually got an extra layer on and I'm still cold. So I thought like this whole being miserable in the winter was because I, I don't like the cold. I thought if I, if I lived somewhere that was reasonably warm all year round, I probably wouldn't have it. Um, but I think mm. actually, because sometimes in the winter you do get really nice bright sunny days and it's still freezing cold but actually i am much happier so i think it is a light thing rather than i mean the cold doesn't help don't get me wrong <laughs> i'm still never going to enjoy the cold but i think if if i lived somewhere where it got colder in the winter but not darker i probably wouldn't feel as extreme about it i would just wear more layers but still be happy to be out whereas in the winter i just really Especially sort of January, February oh, it's time. It's just the worst oh, time. I just, there's just no redeeming features. <laughs> there, is, <laughs> there isn't. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because almost in winter, you've got the build up to Christmas. That's worth celebrating. You know, you, you've got the Christmas lights, you've got the decorations, fire roaring in the shops. You can kind of kind of appreciate that Christmas is coming. Yeah. And you can have like cinnamon rolls or whatever you like, cinnamon hot chocolate. But then after Christmas has gone, yeah, there's it's a whole new year, lot of new cold start. to go before summer still. Yeah. <laughs> new year, new start, yay. And obviously, as you know, you've got ADHD. That lasts for like Most, a day. <laughs> yeah, that lasts for like a day. The hyperfocus wears off and then it's just shit. It's just shit for like two months until spring starts. But until then, you've got to go through the shit storm. So I would say usually it's not that long. It's about two or three months that this happens to me. Because I do actually like autumn. I feel like I start getting the dread about now because it's getting darker and it's dark a lot earlier. Even though it's still quite warm and the days are bright and sunny, it's darker much earlier. It's starting to get dark when I finish work. And I definitely feel a sense of, oh, fuck, summer's coming to an end. I've got winter to get through. Yeah. I would say the same as you, actually. Once it gets into autumn, I don't mind autumn so much. It's quite pretty you know, with the leaves everywhere and I'm still a bit of a kid. I like crunching through leaves and stamping on leaves. <laughs> um, um, and like, I love Christmas, so even yeah. it stresses me out. So the build-up to Christmas is quite exciting. And then, yeah, Christmas is over and you get to, like, the second week of January. And, oh, my life, I just hate that. From, from about, like, the 5th of January until mid-March and really the only reason I get excited in mid-March is because my birthday's at the end of it <laughs> like weather-wise I don't think I come out of my hibernation till about end of April <laughs> beginning of May <laughs> yeah like now I'm excited I'm getting the dread the dread's there don't get me wrong but I'm excited for Halloween because I love Halloween I love going pumpkin picking and making pumpkin soup and this year I'm gonna make Oh, what was I going to make? I forgot what I was going to make. There was something amazing that I was going to make that to do. Pumpkin, pumpkin stew. I'm not going to do soup. I'm going to do pumpkin, pumpkin stew. stew. So I'm going to use all the winter veg. I'm going to use parsnips and swede and different types of pumpkin and sweet potato. And I'm going to make a nice stew. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, as you can tell, I'm really, really excited about that. About There's that. nothing really to look forward to in January or February. But that's what there? I'm saying. There's nothing coming. Like, I mean, your birthday's not, for me, 
It's not really anything to look forward to, is it? Wishing you happy birthday. That's uh, that's you off the guest list this year. (laughs) I'm never invited anyway. (laughs) I never do anything anymore. (laughs) Neither do I. I'm supposed to be... Well, I'm not supposed to be. It's my birthday in a few weeks. And I just think, do you know what? I don't care. I really don't care. Like, can't it just be a normal day? That's what I mean. My birthday as well. It reminds me that winter is coming. Winter is coming. Oh, <laughs> like Game yeah, of Thrones. Because yours is end of September, isn't it? So that's, yeah. yeah. So end of March is like, have my birthday. And then summer is, is literally round the corner. I can just hold on. <laughs> yeah, I bet. When it's your birthday, like, you go outside and there's little, like, snowdrops and bluebells and all that sort of stuff. It's really variable. It's really, really variable. So there's some years on my birthday, it's thick snow. Um, I've got pictures of me on my birthday, like, making snow angels. But then other years, more rare, other years. See, you get snow angels. What yeah, do I get? Not, not always, only occasionally. And one year, it was so, I've got, it was the um, 2020 when we had um, the pandemic and there was like random heat wave. I was sitting in the garden in a short sleeve t-shirt, sipping a drink on my birthday. Like, it's insane. <laughs> Looking back at all my this time last year <laughs> photos of me like in the snow, it was really bizarre. <laughs> so it's really variable. You never know. Like, I can never, it's really hard to plan anything because you don't know whether or not it's going to be must be indoors or whether you're going to be able to be outdoors it's so funny because every year i do the same routine so you know the disney film beauty and the beast and the petals all fall off the rose yeah spoiler alert sorry <laughs> i think everyone i think everyone knows sorry that. if you've seen if you've not seen beauty and the beast but yeah it's not giving anything away is it really or is it i don't know anyway i don't know finish what you're gonna say you might give the rest yeah of it. i'm getting distracted i'm getting distracted with sentence <laughs> I always say to people, oh, when the last leaf falls, this is the end. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think I look at this specific tree outside my window in the kitchen and I just know that when the last leaf falls on that tree, it's over. It's over. Oh, my God. Like, I just... <laughs> so dramatic. I just know it's over. I just know. But I do know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, every year it almost seems to take me by surprise and I'm like... <laughs> I feel like this winter is never going to end. I feel like I'm never yes. going to be warm again. Why does it There's feel never like be it goes on again. for so long? <laughs> so long. Yeah, it's So long. Much. I'm sorry. It's too much. It's too much. And you can guarantee that if the heating is going to break down, it's going to break down every year in the winter. Oh, yeah. My, my boiler broke on New Year's Day. Well, New Year's Eve it would have been, but New Year's Day is when we discovered it. So <laughs> trying to get someone out to frantically fit a boiler and like all the all the clan coming round with their like electric heaters and stuff for us. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So we've done a lot of whining and bitching and complaining. Yes. Let's move on to something a little bit more useful. So I know you told me before that you tried a a light. As it, it was a special light, I assume. You didn't just sit under like your bedroom lamp. No, it's like a it's a special light that mimics natural sunlight. Okay. Do you have to wear sun cream before you go under it? Is it like UV light? Mm, now you're asking. I don't know. <laughs> you didn't then. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> it doesn't say anything about sunscreen. I didn't know if it was like because some people go on sunbeds, don't they? And that I've heard that that is something that's meant to help with SAD. So I didn't know if it was like a similar thing. If it was. Like basically someone had taken a bit of a sunbed and put it into a, 
a lamp because you just put your face around it, don't you? It's not your whole body. I've seen them on on YouTube. I don't think you put your face around it, as you oh. put it. <laughs> I thought it had like, does it not have like a hood? So like it, it sort of reflects the light back onto your face. You can get different ones, but oh, essentially okay. you just want this um, light box or it can, it, mine's like a panel. Um, yeah, there we go. And what it does is it helps regulate the internal body clock and improve the mood because you get the light for longer, I think. Um, so it's like a light therapy. You're supposed to use it every day. But obviously okay. this is where the challenge comes in because yeah, if you're a normal yeah. person and you don't have ADHD, I probably shouldn't use the word normal, really. You probably build it into your routine, yeah, don't you? you build it into your routine. You're, you're able to remember that you've got a light a light box. If you've got ADHD, it's sat on your bedside table covered in dust yes. and you've not turned it on for three years. Yes, yes. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> so, oh no! So, while it does help because I do remember it, when I use it, yeah. it just takes a while sometimes to, to for it to kick in because I've used it two days. Oh, so it's not like it's not like you use it and you feel better that day. You have to keep using sometimes it. Sometimes you do. It's weird. Okay. And then sometimes it's like this isn't doing anything. But I think you've got to be consistent with it. And I think that's the problem. Right. So if you're going to have a light therapy box, then the best place to put it would be at your desk at work. But put it somewhere where you're going to spend most of your time basically during the day. So even if you're at work, I mean, Shell, you could put it in a consult room. Do you have it on all day then? I thought it was just 15 minutes a day you were supposed to do it. Oh, I just kept it on all day. It oh, says okay. <laughs> It says online online it says on the instructions depending on which one you get make sure it's an, a safe approved one if you're gonna yeah um it does say that you can just stick it on for 15 minutes as you wake up basically i keep okay. saying basically as well it's another word i keep using you know what i mean you can have a setting that makes it like get brighter and brighter so it mimics sun sunrise and sunset oh, so you yeah. can put it on morning and night that can be the best time. It depends what works for you. Just, guys, read the instructions. Do not take my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> but it does help improve your mood. I got one of those. I got a clock that does that, That one of the alarm clocks that's supposed to, like, gradually wake you up. And then it plays bird song, like, at a slowly increasing volume, so you wake up gently. Um, but I stupidly bought it in um, end of May. So, obviously, couldn't really use it because... It was light way before yeah. I wanted to get up, so it's pointless. Um, so, yeah, probably should be looking at starting to use it now, except I've definitely thrown the box and all the instructions away. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got the clock, but I don't know how to use it. Hopefully it'll be still on YouTube. YouTubing. 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 How it works. Okay, hit me, hit, hit me with your other tips. Is it just the light or... Is there other things? Well, talking about light, talking about light. So obviously the exposure to natural light is going to be the best. Okay. Oh, it's just going to be this whole so, go for a walk on your lunch break. Yeah, I know it's going to, I know, I know it's going to be like basic advice. But honestly, if you do really struggle through the winter, then you do need to get natural light. And I do think that you're increasing your exposure to natural light is very helpful but the one thing I would suggest is the best light to um, to help is the morning sunrise light. Okay. Um, the morning sunrise light is going to be the most important. Now, I'm not sure if it rises earlier in the winter or it rises later in the winter. I can't remember. But if you're somewhere where it rises, I don't late. know, does it change from country no, to country? Late, later, because the days are shorter. Okay, so it sets, <laughs> it sets earlier, but does it, it, is it... 
is it later that the sun rises? Yeah, it rises, rises later as right, well. Right, okay. Yeah. Because think about like when you get out for work, you don't get out for work, do you? You work from home. When you did go into a, a, an employed job, it was dark in the winter when you went to work. All right, you make, you make it sound like I'm just a bum there. Yeah, like you live in a life of luxury. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I imagine working from home is like, just like getting up when you want. No, it's awful. Doing a few things in your pyjamas, between like watering the plants and... Oh, I really, I really do biscuits. want that life. I have a very glitzy view of what working from home would yeah. be like, probably because it's just not possible in my career. So it's not a goal. It's not an achievable goal. I'm jealous. Yeah, I think it. I think if you've got like a hybrid job, like you go out as well, I think then you, it can be nice working from home. But I think if you just solely work from home, it can be a bit isolating. We yeah. discussed this before, didn't we? And if you've got sads and you're at home on your own, in and it's raining mm. all day, you can't do anything anyway. You, you're in the same routine, the same four walls, the same weather outside. It's freezing at home. You've got to spend all your money on heating yourself then it just gets a bit tiring, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not the life mm, of Riley that it looks like it is. to me. <laughs> but, yeah, exposure to natural light is good. So if you can, I mean, you might not be able to do this, but stand by a window, work at a computer near a window, tr just try and get some natural light. Don't go and take a five-minute break. Split your, hopefully, you can split your break up and you can just go and get some light outside or something like that. Natural light is going to be the best. And then this is going to be... You're wincing. Another thing that is going to be, oh, well, we know that, but regular exercise. I can manage that. Regular exercise, maintaining a healthy diet. These things are going to definitely help increase and boost your mood. And then one thing that, I, that really helped me was to... Write down a list of the reasons why you feel that you dislike the winter and then try to challenge that because if you be if you're honest with yourself, you can't change the fact that you've got SAD. You can try medications, you can try counselling, but you can't change the fact that you have it. And obviously what I've been doing is not changing it. It's been doing nothing for me thinking about the negatives of SAD. So I try to think about the positives of SAD now. So one of the ways that I tried to rephrase the way that I thought about it was, well, in the winter, I can take really nice pictures. Mm -hmm. So I can take photos of things that I wouldn't be able to get in the summer or I wouldn't be able to get in the spring or the autumn. I'm going to get snowy pictures. I'm going to get really nice pictures of cool pictures of trees that look completely different from the summer and try to appreciate winter for what it is as much as you can. Because although it's cold and although we talked about how January and February are like the worst months of the year, but trying to find some positives in whatever you can when it comes to winter. So Christmas is one thing that I, I've always liked, but I'd never really thought about it. But the more that I think about how to try and retrain myself out of thinking about sads that winter's being negative is to think about Christmas. It's a nice time. Mm. I look forward to it. That's why I don't feel so bad until after Christmas because, like you said, there's nothing to look forward to. So please, please, please find something to look forward to, whether it's going on a break, whether it's someone's birthday, whether it's thinking about how you can rephrase how you look at winter. Try and find the beauty in winter as much as you can. I know that's hard, but it really, really does help. 
Oh, that's a nice one to end on. <laughs> I actually gave some actual advice. <laughs> yeah, you were like well knowledgeable. Exactly. I mean, I could talk about sticking to a routine and other things like that. But I do think that the main thing is, you know, if you've got ADHD, the routine is going to be hard. Just try and think of the positives. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that all helps. Cool. Well... Oh, no, I was going to say that's it, but I forgot. Oh, thing. damn you. And I was waiting for you. And I was it's your fucking turn. <laughs> oh, oh, I've got one. Okay, so I did tell you. Hang on, for, 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 for people who don't know, this is What Did You ADHD This Week? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just assume everyone's a regular listener. I've got two clean air zone tickets this week. So for those of you that don't know, um, in Birmingham, we have a clean air zone. And my car is unfortunately one of those cars that I have to pay to go into clean air Bad car. Um, zone. So, yep, obviously, as you can imagine, with ADHD, um, then that all goes out the window of remembering to pay. I've had an awful week. It's quite strict as well, isn't it? You have to pay like... In a certain Do you know time what? Frame. It's really not ADHD friendly. It doesn't tell you anywhere. There's barely any signs, and the signs that are there are really small. And it doesn't tell you if you put your registration in if you need to pay. And it doesn't have. You don't get sent a letter to say you've you've driven into the clean air zone. You have to do everything yourself, and it only gives you a certain amount of days to pay either side. So if you're driving into Birmingham City Centre, and this is the first time that you've gone into the clean air zone. And you think, oh, I must pay for the clean air zone because I've not, I've not travelled to Birmingham before and I didn't know they had a clean air zone. And you've got ADHD and you've got things to do on that day and you have a very busy, stressful day and you leave Birmingham and forget, then you you wouldn't know. I, I mean, I know someone who, so my friend's um, father-in-law, he got caught seven times because he was going and he's not, he's not from Birmingham, he's, he's from up north and he, he came down to to visit my friend and was going into Birmingham every day for a week and didn't know because like you said the signs there's hardly any and they're quite small the signs are, the signs are there but they're really small yeah it's not very obvious so he just didn't realize so he got seven fines for the seven days and he spoke to them and said like look I'm happy to pay the first fine but can I just pay what I should have paid for the rest of the days like I clearly didn't know I wasn't trying to you know pull a fast one on seven days and they've said no. They've, they've said they'll take him to court for all seven fines. He's got to pay them all. They're brutal. They really are brutal. That is brutal. They don't. They don't display the signs correctly. And also, Birmingham is a big place. It's the second biggest city in the UK. So you can imagine that there's signs everywhere. So how are you expected to read all of these signs for everything? I don't know. And if you don't know what a clean air zone is, I mean, when I started driving, I wasn't taught what a cloud meant. A green cloud. So I have no idea what a green cloud is. The only reason I know about it is because obviously people talk about it. And I've always been like really panicking over this clean air zone. So I need a car that doesn't get charged for going in the centre because I panic yeah. every time I need to go into the city centre now because I think, oh my God, I'm going to forget. And actually, I still haven't paid for these fines. I've got a big blue piece of paper in front of me because it was only till Charlotte asked me what I did this week or I would have. I would have forgotten today's literally the, the last, last day, day to pay it and we're recording at like half nine and I've got to remember that when we finish this episode I need to go downstairs and I need to find my card which I've lost <laughs> I need to find it and get this clean air zone paid because otherwise I'm going to end up with massive fines because the fine to ratio do you know what I mean like the the actual 
payment is like £8 or £9 or something. But the charge is like £60. So it's like a massive, yeah, it's, like, it's almost like a, like a massive ticket. increase. And those that are listening that have ADHD will know that this is this is the tax that you pay on it, having ADHD. ADHD tax. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So yeah, sure. it's not it's, sure. it's not a funny one this week. It's actually hopefully a relatable one. Yeah, that was what I ADHD this week. Nice. Well, that is all we've got time for. So um, as we said at the beginning. If you are in a position to do so, please, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Um, it's just $3 a month, so you know, the price of a coffee, um, and it just helps us to cover our costs for, for running this show and means that we can keep going. And huge thank you to the people who have subscribed. Really, really appreciate your support. It means so much to us. Um, and we will catch you next week. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> For another episode of All Things ADHD. Bye. All right, that's everything this week, guys. But if you want to carry on with the conversation, join us over on our social media platforms. We're on all the major channels and our handle is at a dopamine kick. We'd also be super grateful if you could leave us a review on the podcast wherever you're listening as it helps us to grow our audience and help more people. Okay, we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.